Welcome to the Retirement Planning Guy podcast, a show designed to help retirees and pre-retirees live an awesome retirement. Your host is Jim Martin, financial advisor and author of the Retirement Playbook. Jim discusses ideas, strategies, and techniques to help you live your ideal retirement. So sit back, turn the volume up, and enjoy the show, because we begin right now. How do I make an impact in retirement? How do I find purpose? How do I figure out what's next? How do I stay motivated? That's what we're talking about today. Look, when you retire, things change. There is no doubt about it. All of a sudden, you're going to go from working 30, 40, 50 hours a week to having 30, 40, 50 hours of free time. And you've got to be able to find purpose and meaning and direction in that time. And that's a big challenge for a lot of retirees. And today, we're going to talk about some ideas and some thoughts and some things you can do to continue to have purpose, to make an impact, and really live a rich, rich retirement. Folks, my name is Jim Martin. This is the Retirement Planning Guy podcast, and I'm happy you're joining us today. Uh, Before we get started, let me go through a couple things our attorneys always want you to know. This is just for informational purposes. I might know you, but I might not. And because of that, don't take anything we say seriously. We're just uh, dispensing information and entertainment. Make sure you consult with a CPA, an attorney, or a licensed financial advisor before making any decisions. And if you have any specific questions, feel free to reach out to us. Otherwise, this is just for information. All right, now that we got that done, let's just jump right in. Let's paint the picture, right? Like a lot of people, not everyone, but a lot of people, they've worked for 20 or 30 or 40 years. They went to school. They they become who they are. Uh, Think about this. How many people do you know that are engineers or that are attorneys or physicians or nurses? And that becomes a lot of their identity. That becomes where they get the purpose and they make an impact in their life. And then all of a sudden, guess what? They retire. And while they used to do that, maybe that's not who they are any longer. So now they have to figure out how do they fill that gap of identity? Now, This generally happens more times than not with folks who are in white-collar jobs as opposed to blue-collar, but it's still still impactful. I mean, I guess if you're a mechanic, your friends are always going to ask you to help them on their car, and um, if you're a doctor, somebody's always going to ask you for advice. But the the fact is, when we retire, uh, all of a sudden, a lot of that identity, a lot of that impact it sort of goes away. We're, we're on this isolated island uh, where all of a sudden we have to figure out what's next and how do I bring value to my community? How do I bring value to my family, to my, to my own persona? And, you know, those are real things that retirees struggle with. And, and rightly so. Like, it's a real challenge. A lot of times I think about that, too. Like I love being a financial advisor. It's um, it's really a great career for, for a lot of reasons. But one of the best parts about it is I know that my clients, when I when I have a chance to bring a new client on or we my existing clients, I know I've probably made a really significant financial impact in their lives. Like we've given them peace of mind and helped them realize their goals. And, you know, that feels really good because we know that we're doing good for people. And a lot of you feel the same way. So you retired and what's next? So let's go through some of the things that you can do 
to hopefully make sure you find value in your life. Because that's what this is all about, is finding that value, that purpose. So when you're going to retire, this is really important. So when you're going to retire, you need to make sure you have a plan, things to do. And a lot of people, they're going to have you know a honeydew list. <laughs> they've got things around their house they've put off for the last 15 years. Now, I think that's good. And you're going to have plenty of things to keep you busy. But the reality is you're going to run through that list pretty fast. When you can commit 20 or 30 hours a week to doing something, you will you will knock some stuff out really fast. So understand why I think that's a really good thing. I think if the plan is, hey, I'm going to work around my house, you're whether that's going to take you six months or even three years, eventually you're going to run out of stuff and you're going to still have to fill that gap. So generally, we want to make sure we have some hobbies, some things you like to do, some things you want to keep busy with. Now, I'm not telling you you need to go take up a hobby like basket weaving or uh, something like that. But look, you might want to explore some things in retirement that you've always wanted to do, but maybe you didn't feel that you had the time or the motivation. So for me, I keep bees. Here are my hobbies. I'm a pretty basic guy, although I like to do a lot of things. I love to fish. Like, if you can put a pole in my hand and a, some water in front of me, I'm going to cast it, and I will cast it all day long and be very happy. Even if I don't catch a fish, uh, I'm still pretty darn happy with that. So fishing is a uh, is something that I find a lot of joy in. Um, some other things, I, I'm a beekeeper. I love keeping bees. It's a lot of fun. It's fun to see them grow, to build their hive. It's fun to uh, get in there and mess with the bees a little bit, not in a bad way, but uh, you know, if you keep bees, you know what I'm talking about, to get into the hive and, and really see the, the comb they're pulling and, and try to manage that. That's a lot of fun for me. But some other things I do as well is we love sports. So these are some things that, for me, we love to do. We love to travel. We love to go to football games. So I think I have a lot of things that will keep me busy when I retire. But let's imagine you're one of those individuals who you just don't have any hobbies. So if you're working right now or you're recently retired, I, I just sit there and dream for a little bit. What are some things you've always wanted to try and always wanted to do? Write those down. And chances are you're going to find a class at a community center. So there's a ton of community centers out there that offer some really good classes that I think could be awesome for the average retiree. You can really get out and learn some some new skills. Whether, hey, maybe you always want to learn how to speak French Go learn. What like why not? Like what a great time to do it. And then take <laughs> and then book a trip to France so you can try to, you know, mess up their language and get yelled at. I think that's a lot of fun. Um, what are some other things? Like you wanted to paint or you wanted to learn how to play the guitar or the banjo or whatever. Like whatever those things are, you know, try to develop that. So I think creating some hobbies will help you have purpose and meaning uh in retirement. I think that's really important. Some other ways, um, a lot of people like to make impacts on other people's lives. So I think I think those are uh, I think those are special people. And know that when you uh, you retire, you will have a lot of time to commit to volunteering. And every organization that I've had um, an opportunity to have impact with or communication with, they love volunteers. So look, if you've got a skill or time, uh, they want both of those. So think about looking for uh, volunteer opportunities. 
You know, like the United Way is a pretty good opportunity or place you can call and say, hey, I've got this skill and I want to volunteer. And what are one of your organizations that might need some volunteers? So think about volunteering. And if you have a skill, hey, um, they love people with skills. Maybe you were maybe you're a retired nurse or retired teacher or anything like that. But think about some volunteering work. I think that could be um, I think it'd be something that could drive a lot of purpose to people's lives. The other thing you can do around having an impact for others is, you know, I, I, I think back, um, I think back about my mom and my dad. And when I was, I don't know, 13 to um, let's just call it 21, they were idiots. Like they were the dumbest people in the world until I realized maybe they weren't quite so dumb. And I was the person that was really dumb. And they started to know a lot more than I know. So they, they had a lot more wisdom than I, I I had. And chances are, you know, if you're 60 or 65, you've, you've been around the block once or twice. And you probably have more wisdom than maybe your kids and definitely more than your grandkids. And you might be able to impart some of that wisdom. Now, you might be able to teach them how to change the, the tire on a truck or um, – I don't know, anything, how, how to sew a quilt, or here's a really good one. You know, you, you're probably at the point where you've saved some money along the way. Teach them good financial habits. I mean, can you imagine if you could go back in time and write just a couple of the financial mistakes that you made along the way? Can you imagine how good that would feel, like how impactful that would be to you? Like if you could save your grandkids from making some of those same mistakes, that that could be amazing. I've got a great friend and she tells me all of the time, I'm like, you know, how did you save so much money? Because she's young and she's just a great saver. She's a social worker, does not make a lot of money. Like, right, social workers, they are not um, Steve Bezos making billions of dollars. But she's a great saver, and one of the questions I always asked her is, "Hey, how did how did this happen? How did you how did you end up creating some real wealth?" And she said, "Well, my grandfather, my grandfather taught me how to live below my means, to save money, to do all the right things." Um, imagine that legacy. He's no longer with her, but his legacy lives on forever. So, you know, think about those those things, and it doesn't have to be just money. By the way, again. Um, I watch my son, my 13-year-old, with my father, and my, my father's always teaching him something, how to use tools or how to fix something. And remember, these are these are small things that will leave an impact. It'll help. I know it makes my father feel good. And I bet if you have grandkids, if you can teach them a skill, I bet that would uh, that'd be something pretty pretty amazing. So while you want to shower them with gifts and hugs, and that's always good stuff, right? Try to think about something that you would love to pass on, something you can do really well. And it, hey, by the way, it might be a recipe, like a cookie recipe. And um, yeah, I'm a big fan of that. So if you can pass down cookie recipes, why not? Like the world needs good cookies. So it doesn't have to always be things that are like super important or going to change the world. That's not what we're talking about. It's how, how do we find this purpose? How do we find things that make us feel really, really good? and then pass those on to others. So I would just say on that side, when we're thinking about the second thing you can do is find a way to make impact in other people's lives, whether that's strangers via volunteering or uh, ringing the bell for for the Salvation Army or some family member where you can really make an impact. And it doesn't have to be financial. It could be just teaching them something. All right, Um, on that same vein, 
look, you can you can um, donate money, right? Like you can do it two ways. You can wait until you die and, you know, they'll get a big inheritance or not. I guess not inheritance, but they'll uh, a bequeath, if you will. So they'll get they'll they'll get money left to them. Or um, the other thing you can do, which is pretty darn nice, is. Look, you can write a check potentially today, and uh, maybe it's not all at once. Maybe, maybe you want to leave. I don't know. I'm going to make up some so the the bright house uh, home for children. Uh, this is completely made up, by the way, guys. Uh, and you want to leave them ten thousand dollars. Well, why not write a thousand dollar check over the next ten years, as long as it financially makes sense to you? Now, what you would want to do is weigh your financial portfolio to make sure you can afford to do that. But like, if you've always wanted to leave a, a gift to a charity or to a school, wouldn't it be really fun to bring the check down there and see some good done before you're no longer here? I think those are really kind of neat ways to, um, to, leave, to make the impact today. So you can also leave money, um, obviously, in your will or in your trust. Those are good ways as well. Um, you just won't get to see it, but you're going to know it's there. You're going to know you've made an impact. And look, a good charitable organization, uh, they'll be around for 100 years, give or take. And um, so your money will still have the impact. But sometimes I like to see the impact today as opposed to you know 10 or 15 or 20 years or when I'm not here. So I think it's, it's an important part. Here's the um, here's the other thing I would leave you with as far as making an impact. Um, you might not know this or not, but there is an entire vein of the investment industry called ESG, which is well, all that really means is that um, you're investing for social good and you're trying to do change. And what happens is is when you do an ESG investment, I'll try to break this down in the simplest of terms because it's it's a bit complex, but there's two ways to, or there's a lot of ways to invest your money. But if you're, let's imagine you're you're investing for social change. So for you, you want um, you want to make sure that the company you're investing in they pay both men and women equally. Like I'm a big believer in that. Like I think that people should be paid for the job they do. I don't care. You shouldn't be paid differently because you're a different gender or you're a different race. So I'm all about that. I think that's a really good one. And let's just say that, hey, it's important to you to have clean water and clean air. So I think we can all agree that those are important things as well. And you might invest in a company through ESG where what they're trying to do is they're on the board and trying to enact change in a holistic fashion through the board. So they're going into a Walmart and they're getting a board seat at Walmart and suggesting to Walmart, hey, why don't you put skylights in your in your buildings instead of just having fluorescent lights and, and you cut down on your electricity usage and you'll have some natural light in your buildings. So if you've ever walked into a Walmart, just look up and that's one of the things Walmart's done to be a good steward of the uh, of the environment. Like right, we all would all like to save more money if we can and again not pollute the air. And I'm not talking like this is you're investing in Greenpeace, but you can have impact. You can do in I call it in impact investing. And there's a lot of ways you can do that. Now, whether your impact you want to have is socioeconomic change or it's Christian values or fill in the fill in the blank for the things that are important to you, 
there are ESG or impact or social investing options that exist for you. Now, how do they perform? Well, that, you know, who knows, right? Like, we don't know what something will perform like in the future. We can only look at the past, but you can certainly take a look at the investments and see if the return matches your conviction, because that's really what we talk about. Ultimately, can you invest and have that impact make sense from a return perspective? So th- those are big questions that are out there. But that's a way you can have impact in your um, in your life in retirement as well. Because remember, you control a lot of money. And how you invest your money via these investments it can have change. And I just think about some of these companies out there that probably – you know, from a, from a, oh, probably from a, an environmental perspective or from a equal pay perspective or I, I don't know, you know, employee rights perspective or offering healthcare. Like these are all good things. Like we ultimately want to live in a society and in a world where corporations take care of their employees, where they offer them equal pay and health insurance and dental insurance and vacation and sick time. Like we don't want, we don't want to, create a welfare state. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that, but boy, oh boy, you know, like if you're making 15 bucks an hour, um, and you have access to all this cool stuff, you're probably, you know, that's a lot better than not having access to it. So I think ESG investing, if you want to make an impact or impact investing can be really, really impact, oh, well, really, really impactful. That's, <laughs> but it can really have an impact on not just not just you, but the country and the world as, as a whole. So know that you have varying degrees of things you can do in retirement to have an impact. Now, at our website, we have a uh, we have a, a pretty cool guide. It's called the Smart uh, Retirement Checklist. It's one of these challenges. So you've probably seen these challenges on Facebook where you can take a challenge and um, you can make sure you're on track for retirement. So this is free of charge. It's not a sales pitch. You can go out and download that from our website at um, the retirementplanningguy.com. So just go out to retirementplanningguy.com. Our blog's out there and then also our, um, our our smart retirement challenge where you can take answer some questions and just make sure you're on the right track for retirement. And look, if you ha- want to get some information on ESG investing or volunteer opportunities, feel free to message us at, um, at on our website as well. We've got some contact information. But look, I really appreciate you listening today. This is a little different than we normally do on our radio show or on our blog or video chats. But I think these are really important questions because when we retire, we've got to find that purpose. And if we find purpose, I, you guys probably know people like this who are busy and doing things that matter to them. And they just seem to be happier. And I don't know about you, but for me, when I retire, it's really going to be about finding happiness and find contentment and, and keeping your mind busy and, and having an impact on others and on yourself and on your community. You know, I, I think those are great things to strive for. So, hey, I want to thank you for listening to the show. If you liked it, feel free to share it with your friends. Uh, feel free to go out to uh, Google Google or uh, podcasts or Apple iTunes and leave a review. And uh, we'll be back next week. So thanks for listening. We appreciate you joining us today for this episode of the Retirement Planning Guy podcast. 
Be sure to visit retirementplanningguy.com to access additional information, including our free retirement planning kit to help you live an awesome retirement. Take the first step to living the life you've always imagined with the Retirement Planning Guy. Opinions voiced in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy. There is no assurance that any investment strategy will achieve its objectives. Information provided is not intended as tax or legal advice. You are encouraged to seek tax or legal advice from an independent professional. We are not affiliated with Social Security or any governmental agency. New River Financial Group LLC is a registered investment advisor offering advisory services in the state of Virginia and other jurisdictions where exempted. New River Financial Group LLC doing business as Martin Wealth Solutions. Investing involves risk, including the loss of principal. No investment strategy can guarantee a profit or protect against loss in periods of declining value.